This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We can still play Kanye? I Like, I didn't know if it was okay to bop to this. Shout out Chicago, though. Right. Oh, for sure. For sure. ESPN 1000. Shout out to Chicago. <laughs> Cap and Jay Hood coming up when we are done. Carmen and Yurko. Let's go. Waddle and Sylvie, Abdallah and Black all after us. ESPN 1000. So we'll do it that way. We'll focus on the Chicago part of that way. Wow. I had to look at I had to look at Evan Smalls. I, I, I wasn't sure. We're, we're, we're like, both looking we, at each are other. Are we okay with this? Is, is this okay? Uh, I mean, I am playing the music, but <laughs> it is unsportsmanlike here at ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive insurance. You can listen to us on all the great affiliates all across the country, like ESPN 1000 in Chicago, uh, Sirius XM Channel 80. Watch us on ESPN2, ESPNU. Huge day for us. Our brand new lineup here on ESPN Radio. Greeny, I mean, he's... We have to title everybody. If, if I like Freddie. Freddie Coleman is what? The godfather of this? I mean... Oh, no doubt. Right? For sure. Greeny is the standard, right? I think Greeny's yeah, the, the standard. standard. Yeah. Like, I we have roll. to be like, yeah. like Greeny. I like that. Uh, Carlin versus Joe. They're yeah. they're fun. They're going to be hysterical. No Carlin's doubt. awesome. You spent time with him forever. Yeah. Carlin gave me so many opportunities in this business. So thrilled that uh, be on the same team. Harry Douglas, who um, <laughs> do you again like the Kanye thing? We don't know where to go with this. Yeah. Maybe you should give Harry's self proclaimed nickname. Yeah, I don't know where to go though. I mean, he called himself a black cowboy. Right. So that's easier for you to say than me. <laughs> <laughs> True. True. But HD did share that with us on a call. Yeah, he is is a very colorful guy. I had no idea that he was into camping and hunting and fishing. And And he goes to the Bering Strait to go fishing? Yes. Every summer? Harry Douglas is like an onion. As soon as you think you have him figured out, there's another layer. Yeah, he's like the most interesting man in the world. He really is. Minus minus the beers. Let's get him on the commercials. So what's interesting is he says that on on a big call we had. And Ian Fitzsimmons, who's on with Amber Wilson after Freddie and Harry uh, from 7p to 10p Eastern time, and then Q Myers, Emmett Golden, and many others, and then Jay Reynolds with SportsCenter all night overnight. Ian was bothered by this because, like, wait, I'm supposed to be the cowboy on the lineup. <laughs> he feels like his spot is taken. That's like, for me, I feel like, you know, it's unfortunate that Canty's here because I'm really the former player, yeah. you know, the, yeah. the high school quarterback. I had heard that. Eight interceptions in one game? That did happen. I just don't understand. Why didn't the coach take you out after seven? Why were, you, why were, you, why were you still in the game? Like, like because seven isn't enough. Let's let him throw eight. So I just what like part that of the this, game is that small. Yeah, I have no idea. I like the spin of this as if it's the coach's fault that I threw that many interceptions. Yeah. It's a Westchester County record. Yeah. Most interceptions in one. Oh, it's game. not even a school record. It's a oh, county no. it's record. It's a county record. Westchester County, New York, at Nyack. Tough place to play. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask you a question real quick? Yes, Pat. If you threw eight interceptions, how bad was your run game? <laughs> like you guys just must have never question. been able to run the ball. But we were down so much early. So don't you throw more? Like from a fantasy football Clearly perspective. Not. <laughs> Clearly, Clearly not. Clearly not. But from a fantasy football perspective, think about it. You want passing yards from somebody that's going to get destroyed because they'll be down early and they'll have to throw to get back in the game. Well, from a fantasy football perspective, whoever had the opposing defense cleaned up. <laughs> cleaned imagine? up. Wait, is that the next level? Did you just come up with a business plan? High school football, fantasy football? I was going to say, is that what we're doing in high school now is taking the fantasy football approach? 
With yeah. Games? Well, I don't know if you know this about Canty. He actually has the over for a big uh, Ramapo game this weekend in Jersey. <laughs> I don't know if you know that about him. Trust me, when I was playing for Scarsdale High School in New York, take the under. I promise you that. <laughs> over on picks, under on points scored. Uh, I was the captain and a quarterback, just like Kyler Murray. Oh, uh, how about that for a transition? Nice. Uh, Nicely done. Uh, Nicely done. Look at us. Look at us. So Kyler Murray gets named captain by the Arizona Cardinals yesterday. I don't even know if he's going to play this year. And yet he's the captain of the team. That is the most obvious tank job we've seen in the NFL in years. And by the way, in about 20 minutes or so, we're going to give you kind of the sneaky tanks because I think there are some other teams that are caring about winning in the future more than the current and the present. Are you okay with this, CC? the idea of Kyler Murray, who's had all the, the, the video game rules that he had? He's the captain of the team and may not play at all this year. Yeah, because he's the guy that's going to be the symbol of what Arizona's trying to get done, which is be as bad as we possibly can <laughs> so we can have a high draft pick and get a quarterback that's going to replace Kyler Murray. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't think that it's in Arizona's best interest to play Kyler Murray. Uh, uh, it's clear that they feel some kind of way about him. I mean, they gave the guy a contract extension and put a clause in there that he has to watch a certain amount of film on his yeah. iPad. Independent I mean, study. T- talk about trusting the sports character of your franchise quarterback. Yikes. Yeah, it's exactly, exactly. That's the perfect word for it. But I, I think this is a situation where Arizona has got to point to somebody on that roster, and Kyler Murray's probably been there longer than most. So we'll make him the captain, even though he's probably not going to touch the field. And even though from a strategy standpoint, it's in the Cardinals' best interest that he doesn't play. Now, a buddy of mine, Mike Florio, put something out there over the weekend that I thought was really, really interesting in talking about Kyler Murray if he's not healthy going into next offseason. If he can't pass a physical next March, the Cardinals are on the hook for the mm-hmm. next three years of Kyler Murray's salary. 37, 29, 26. Yeah, it's a lot of money that you Guaranteed. don't want. It's Double a lot ice. of money that you don't want to pay out to a guy that you're not sold on, especially if you can draft a quarterback like Caleb Williams, like Drake May at the top of this year's draft, and get him on a rookie wage scale. So to me, it just makes more sense that we don't see Kyler Murray on the field. Sometimes tanking ain't a bad thing. It just makes sense based on where the program is at overall in its development. All right, so put the over-under right now. I'm going to make both of you answer this question. I'll answer it too afterwards. But one game played this year for Kyler Murray. Over-under. Smalls. I'm going to say under. I don't think we see him all season. Kenny? Under. under. I think under too. Now, I think there could be a battle. I think Kyler Murray and his representative could sit there and say, wait a minute, he's healthy. He's he cleared to, to play. play. Yeah, because he wants to play. If you're him, you want to play. Yeah, Derek, Derek Carr wanted to play at the end of last season, too. How'd that work out for him? Yeah, well, You're going to sit on his bench. We don't want you to get hurt so we can move on from you and get to whatever's next at the quarterback spot. Also, if you're Kyler Murray, and even if you are quote-unquote healthy, don't you want to protect yourself? If you know your future is not in Arizona and they're going to move on from you, don't you want to make sure that you don't get hurt again? Outside of the knee, he's had some injury problems. He's had the hamstring. I would want to stay as healthy as possible if I know I'm on the move. So don't have him vacuum in his apartment, you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> because Smalls got hurt over the weekend vacuuming in her apartment, and she has a black eye. She has tons of makeup on because of it. Do we have – I think at some point we're going to put out the video at Unsportslike on Twitter of Michelle's actual eye because it's bad. It's really bad. <laughs> but here, So back to Kyler for a second. Could you envision a scenario in which a team wants him as their starting quarterback? Not this upcoming season, but the year after? Absolutely. You could? Yeah. I, I don't know. He's I a former number one overall pick. He took his team to the playoffs. Unless we not forget the dumpster fire that the Arizona Cardinals have been over recent years. The last five or six years, they've been awful. And Kyler Murray was the guy that was the, the biggest change agent in terms of them getting it turned around. I could absolutely see a team being interested in him 
is as long as he's healthy because we have a quarterback star of league. There are never enough quality quarterbacks to go around. All of these teams that are drafting quarterbacks, half of them don't work out. So everybody's looking for a guy, and Kyler Murray, from a talent standpoint, has everything that you would want as a head coach. Now, are you able to— No, he does. Oh, talent. I was from a, a talent standpoint. I'm, he's shorter than Michelle and I. Uh, yeah, he's shorter than Michelle. And half, four and a half. But hold on, but hold on, F. It hasn't seemed to be an impediment for Kyler Murray to do his job, though. It hasn't been. It hasn't been? No, it hasn't been. You think he's a big-time quarterback? I don't. I didn't say I think he's a big-time quarterback, but is he a top-20 quarterback? No. I can make the case he's a top-20 quarterback. No way. Yeah. No I can make way. That case. I can make that case. Top 20? Top 20. Okay, okay, so quickly, let's count these very quickly. Guys, you would take over Kyler Murray right now. Josh right. Allen, Tua, um, Aaron Rodgers, obviously, Lamar Jackson. Is somebody counting because I have already lost track? Here, go ahead. Start over. Four. I got you. That's I got four. you. Go ahead. That's four. Okay, four. Here four. We go. Okay, I'm the so Lamar counter. was the fourth. Joe Burrow is five. Deshaun Watson is six. Would you take Kenny Pickett over him? I don't know about that. Okay, would you take C.J. Stroud over him? Probably. Anthony yeah. Richardson? Probably. Trevor Lawrence, definitely. For sure, yep. there's seven. I would still take Russell Wilson over him. No. I wouldn't. Okay. No. So, no we, all right. Mahomes, obviously. Uh, by the way, speaking of Mahomes, one of the tremendous people that run ESPN here told us we will never have Mahomes on. So I'm not going to name Amanda's <laughs> name by name. But um, in general, we are going to have Patrick Mahomes on. So Patrick okay. Mahomes, when that, you're watching that, and listening happening. right now, we'll look forward to you joining us soon. Uh, also, okay. uh, real quick, you know this exercise would have worked better if you named the guys you think are worse than, than Murray? Because that's a shorter list. <laughs> well, no, no. You realize you're the producer. So you should have been. Just like, Canty's blaming my coach for the eight interceptions. We now can blame you for going the wrong way on this. He's the coach All of good. the show. Yeah. All good. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy G? No. I take No. Oh, I Can't he wins. Help. I would Can't take Jimmy G over Kyler. I wouldn't. And think about how good looking he is. You got to factor oh, that's, that in. That's outstanding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, Justin Herbert, definitely. Yes. Yeah. So I take 10. Dak over him. We're yeah. at 11. All right. Would you take Daniel Jones? No. I would. I would I, not take. Right. Daniel Jones's claim to fame is that he threw 15 touchdown passes in one season. I take him over Kyler Murray. No. Jalen Hurts definitely. Yes. Justin Fields. Yes. Yes. Goff. Yes. Jared okay. Goff has had a good career. Okay. Okay. Right. He's and he's uh, Jordan Love. We haven't seen yet. But I think isn't Goff really quickly kind of the what we're going to look at here is the pathway maybe for Kyler. He can go. Yes, he, the bounce I, around number I, one pick guy. I, yeah. I know that he went to a Super Bowl and Kyler hasn't done that. But yeah. there is a team that will look at what Kyler has done, his explosiveness, how he can break open a game. Yeah. And just like the Detroit Lions were in need of a quarterback, they thought we'll take a chance on sure. Jared Goff. Maybe he'll be the bridge guy. And he established himself as the guy there. And Kyler could certainly take that path. No, no. I would say more Baker Mayfield than Jared Goff. Guy who bounces no. around to multiple no. teams. I'm just throwing that out there. Okay. Kirk Cousins, would we take him over? Yes. Yes. All right. Um, Bryce corny. Young, I would right now. Yes. Okay. Derek Carr, yes. Yes. And I'm not even a Derek Carr guy. Matthew okay. Stafford, yes. No. You would not take Matthew Stafford I, I, over Kyler Murray. I'm more concerned. Everybody's about, healthy. I, yeah, I'm more. Well, you're saying everybody's. I'm healthy. saying in a hypothetical world for yeah, both of them. Yeah, it's a hypothetical them. world, but I have more confidence that a 26 year old quarterback is going to be able to recover from his injuries than Matt Stafford with the neck. That's just me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Brock Purdy. Yes. Yes. And then Geno. Geno Smith yeah, was really Gino. good last I year. Gino. I think he may have a bounce back to the normal version of himself. Uh, uh, again, again, I think we're a little bit removed from when we saw Kyler Murray at his best. And, and that is kind of rub folks along the wrong way. But I just got to ask this question: like, at like, how much of Kyler Murray's shortcomings do we put on the organizational failures of the Arizona Cardinals? Because well, they haven't exactly covered themselves in glory. Well, we're going to find out. Developing Kyler Murray, we'll find out only if he's on another team, right? Yeah, right. I mean, that's so. How many was that, Michelle? Twenty-four. 
24. Yeah. So he's a 25. Well, you can't say, yeah, you well, said well, top saying, 20. I said I can make, I said I can make an <laughs> argument that he's a top 20 quarterback. I, well, I, I can make an argument he's the best, <laughs> but it's not going to be right. No, but I'm just saying, look, there are a couple of quarterbacks in there that you guys are more high on than I am. And you also have to factor in age as a, as a part of this conversation. So, like I said, I think there would be people that are interested in Kyler Murray because of the talent and because of his age and because he is locked up on what will be a reasonable quarterback contract moving forward. Mike Tannenbaum is a former general manager of the Dolphins and the Jets. He is a great man, and he is a great analyst here on ESPN. And he blatantly lied over the weekend. We will get to that next. It's on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make PrizePix the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepix.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepix.com morning, code morning, for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePix. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Along with Super Bowl champion Chris Canty, Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen. It is Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPN2, ESPNU, ESPN app, and all the great affiliates all over the country, like where our next guest lives in Palm Beach County, Florida. Of course, ESPN 106.3, ESPN West Palm there. Mike Tannenbaum, NFL front office insider, joins us after he just blatantly lied over the weekend. So before I uh, we give Mike a word, I want to explain something. So when I was on ESPN West Palm every single day, Mike uh, joined me on, on a weekly basis, and we made it, we made two bets. I said I think the San Francisco 49ers in that draft was gonna, were going to trade up to actually draft Kyle Pitts, okay? the tight end who's now with the Falcons. Mike said, if you're right, I'll pay both of your kids' college tuition. Oh. Okay? Well, I was wrong on that one. Then we made a bet about the Pittsburgh Steelers over-under from a couple of years ago. It was like eight and a half, and Mike Tomlin never has losing seasons. So it's easy to bet a winning season for Mike Tomlin. I won that. Mike Tannenbaum lost that. He has not paid up his bet, and yet you went on ESPN Radio this weekend calling me out for not paying the bet. Mr. T, good morning to you. Well, good morning, and congratulations on the new show. And, uh, Michelle, my sympathy is that you're going to have to deal with these guys over <laughs> and over again. Because I thought the fine print of that bet, Evan, was, yeah, I was going to pay you know the college tuitions for your two kids if I had one. It was going to be a chicken parm at Quality Italian, but apparently, you know, we could agree to disagree on that. It's a good thing for you that there's not interest, though, because we'd be uh, I'd be owed a lot more than just one chicken parm. Well, I tell you, I, I will just end this debate with this. 
I'm insulted by Mike saying I know sports and not chicken parm. I know chicken parm. Let's, we'll, we'll find out during the course of Unsportsmanlike if I know sports. But we let's have Mike weigh in on this. We were talking about Kyler Murray. He's named captain yesterday by the Arizona Cardinals. Over, under, one game played this year for Kyler Murray. Ooh, I, I'm going to go under because what I saw a couple weeks ago, guys, was two things. One, that they put him on PUP. And secondly, they cut Colt McCoy. And if the four of us were running the Arizona Cardinals for the next 10 years, and when you're the first-year head coach in Jonathan Gannon, first-year GM in Monty Austin Fort, you have to think, guys, through the lens of what's best for us over the next 10 years. If you're ever going to think that way, it's in year one. And clearly, their sights to me are set on Kayla Williams. So why would you want to put Kyla Murray out there if that's really what your goal is? And to me, the way they've comported themselves in the offseason, I think they made some really good trades in terms of the future. Um, moving a couple of times in the draft, getting Paris Johnson, picking up another first-round pick. I just don't see them playing Kyle Murray because I think that's inconsistent with how they've acted this offseason. Yeah, and that first-round pick that they picked up was the Texans' first-round pick, so it figures to be high. But Mike, spinning this thing forward for Kyler Murray, what's the interest in the NFL marketplace going to be like if he's healthy going into the 2024 offseason? You you know, Chris, I think it's pretty robust because – if we're running a, a team like, let's say, Tampa Bay or so many of the countless teams that may need a quarterback, look, we know Caleb Williams is going to go high, Drake May. Certainly, Shadur Sanders is going to work his way into this first-round conversation. Riley Leonard, who we saw last night, beat Clemson at Duke. But if you're a team that needs a quarterback, I could see him possibly being traded by this year's trade deadline because Kyler Murray's played some really good football, and if you could design an offense around him, there is some certainty. So I think there's a number of teams, and again, Tampa Bay is one that comes to mind that they have a really good defense and a massive question mark at the quarterback position. What's another team, like a sneaky team, that people might not put in that category? We know the Cardinals are in the conversation. We know the Bucks are. But what do you think is a sneaky team that could be tanking for Caleb Williams? The Rams. You know, Michelle, when you look at their quote-unquote big three of Matthew Stafford, Aaron Donald, and Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, I believe, played in nine games a year ago. He hasn't been on the field yet uh, this preseason. And this is a team, to me, that's really in transition. If Matthew Stafford is healthy and they get off to a decent start, I think they keep him and Aaron Donald there. But by Halloween, I think they're going to be closer to the Caleb Williams discussion than they're going to be about making the playoffs. And now, all of a sudden, isn't that interesting? You can have two teams in the same division, the NFC West, Arizona, and San Francisco, uh, the Rams, who could wind up with Caleb Williams. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, joined by ESPN NFL front office insider Mike Tannenbaum. Mike, DJ Reed of the Jets said their defense could be historic this year. Is he right? I think they have a chance to be pretty good. I don't think it's historic. And really what's fascinating to me, their one vulnerability to me is right down the middle of the field. We already saw uh, Chuck Clark go out for the year. Their linebackers and space coverage could be a big question mark. And what did the Bills do in the offseason? They drafted Dalton KK in the first round, a really good pass-receiving tight end. I think we're going to see the Bills on Monday night come out with him and Dawson Knox play a lot of 12 personnel, two tight ends. And if there is a vulnerability of this Jet defense, that's where it would be. So I love G.J. Reed's confidence, but let's get a couple wins on the board first. Mike, I know Chris Jones' holdout has continued to drag on. Likely that he's not going to be on the field for their Thursday night kickoff against the Detroit Lions if Jones is not on the field for the Kansas City Chiefs, should the Chiefs be on upset alert? Yeah, I think Detroit wins, and I don't think it's an upset. The last time we saw the Lions play, they went into Lambeau Field. They beat Green Bay, where Aaron Rodgers had everything to play for. 
I think they had an unbelievable offseason. They attacked their weakness in the secondary. Uh, Gardner Johnson, Emmanuel Mosley, Cam Sutton. I think Aaron Glenn's a really good defensive coordinator. And then on the other side of the ball, guys, Jared Goff's played really good football for the Lions when you really break it down. And I think what Ben Johnson, their offensive coordinator, is going to do with Jameer Gibbs, their first-round pick, it's going to flex them all over the place. San Francisco, uh, excuse me, Kansas City really struggles r- rushing the passer without Chris Jones. I think that's going to be the difference in this game. Let's stay with the Lions, Mike T, and stay in the NFC North. I think that's such an intriguing division. It feels like everyone is picking someone other than the Minnesota Vikings to win the division. Who do you like to come out of the NFC North? Yeah, you can put me in that same boat. I got the Green Bay Packers, and wow. here's why, Michelle. First of all, I'm always fascinated on how NFL teams comport themselves. And when the Jets were trying to sign Aaron Rodgers, you didn't see a contingency of the Green Bay Packers fly out to California and beg Aaron Rodgers, hey, we'll pay you $60 million a year. We're going to name it Rodgers Field at Lambeau Stadium. They knew what they had in Jordan Love. The quarterback is a developmental position. And I think by him seeing for a couple of years what we see in the preseason is not a shock. And I think what happened was Green Bay, Green Bay made that decision in March and it was validated in August. And when you have eight first-round picks on the other side of the ball, I think this defense will be top 12, and I think the Packers win the division. All right, before we say goodbye to Mike, a lot of people on the TV side, on ESPN2, ESPNU, know Mike from Get Up and all kinds of other great ESPN shows. You may know him also from CSI NY. Can you tell the story that you were once on CSI New York, Mike? Yeah, I had four words. I was with... uh, Gary Sinise and Rex Ryan. And, the obvious and, duo. Yeah. And, and, Lieutenant and, Dan? Yes. Right. Oh, wow. And, and, and he said to me, you know, great, great job, you know, drafting Darrell Rivas, but how in the world can you cut Danny Woodhead? And my four words to Gary Sinise were, you solve every crime. And being the moron that I am, it took about 15 takes for me to say, you solve every crime. And, and here I am trying to stand, as the thespian that I am, I was trying to stand toe to toe with Gary Sinise. You solve every crime. That is Mike Tannenbaum's new slogan. He <laughs> solves every crime, and he's going to buy me chicken parm. Thank you, Mike. We appreciate it. All right. Best of luck, guys, and congratulations. All right. There he is, Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider. All right. We know the Cardinals are tanking. We mentioned maybe the Bucks. Are there other sneaky tank teams this year to keep an eye on in the NFL? We'll get to that next. It's on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bought, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. 
Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, along with Chris Canty, Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen with you. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. You can listen to us on all the great ESPN affiliates all over the country, like 710 in L.A. Probably not happy with what Mike just said. <laughs> the entire crew there, Travis and Slee, Mason in Ireland, Shadano and Cap, Chris Morales and company, uh, may not like the fact that the Rams are tanking there, uh, per what Mike had to say. But it is interesting, guys, that when you think about this year in the NFL, everyone kind of knows the Cardinals are one of those tank teams. And I think we need to define tank. Tank just means you care more about winning later than now. Yeah. Because players don't do that, Chris. It's just the organizations that do, correct? Yeah, you're absolutely right. But it makes sense for teams at certain junctures to tank based on where they are in their program. Once upon a time, it made sense for the San Antonio's to Spurs to tank when David Robinson got hurt. That's how they got Tim Duncan. It made sense for the Spurs to tank the last couple of years. That's how they got Victor Webinyama. It happens in sports. Sometimes it makes sense, especially when you have a transcendent talent in the next draft like Caleb Williams or like Drake May. For the Cardinals that have had questions around Kyler Murray and the quarterback ever since they gave him that contract extension, it just makes sense to tank. So, it's interesting because it actually makes more sense in football than it does in basketball. Because yeah. basketball, you could have the worst record and not get the first pick. Well, it happened in, with the Houston Astros. Think about how awful they are. Yep. You're talking about consistently being a 100-loss team, and then they end up getting Alex Bregman and Jose Altuve, and now you're talking about them being in the middle of a dynasty. Well, that's the sport that it makes the most sense for multiple reasons. But if you look at tanking historically, it hasn't worked the way the teams would want it to work. In the case of baseball, the Cubs in 2016, if you look at what Theo Epstein did prior to that, running mm-hmm. that team, obviously it worked. And then you just brought up the Astros, which is a great example. Michelle's team, the Cardinals, basically have never done that. Never. Although they may be by accident kind of doing that this <laughs> <Right>? year. <laughs> no, this, uh, th- yeah, maybe by accident, right. but they're not trying to tank. They thought that they were going to be a World Series contender heading right. into this team. They're making Yadier Molina's Hall of Fame case for him oh, right now. <laughs> Canty, don't even get me started. I, I digress. I digress. We don't have enough time for me to maybe get Maybe the most that. underrated player in all of sports, Yadier Molina. If you think about the thread line between greatness, like you think about Belichick and Brady, obviously that's the thread line. Duncan and Pop. Nobody brings it up with the Cardinals. They've been great for 20 years. Yes. He's been the one that's been the thread line between all of it. Through three different managerial changes. Right. More than polls, right? Actually, Michelle? four. La Russa, uh, he had Mike Matheny, Schilt, and Ali Marmol last season. And yes, because Albert left. He went to the Angels. But Yadier Molina is, he is the number one overall draft pick. He is the franchise for the Cardinals. And the, the organization knew that when Yachty left, there would be a massive hole to fill, not only behind the dish, but culturally. Yeah. I don't think they realized how important he was. I mean, they did, but until sometimes the best way to prove your value is to leave. Yeah. And, and Yachty right, hung you guys. <laughs> That'd be an interesting quit day one, right? I'm going to We had a great first hour and a half, right? We're done. All three of us are going to walk out. Pat Nuno, the rest of the show. Javante, get ready. Leave Here on we top. go. Leave on Here top. we go. So, all right, here's some other teams. I think Mike is right about the Rams. I think that's an interesting one. Cup hurt. Stafford, you know, can't he just throw under the bus and he, would, he wouldn't want him to, you know, quarterback a little league team, basically. And then Aaron Donald is in the, in essence, the final year of his deal. I mean, you could get an arm and a leg for him. Plus, they also have their first round pick, mm-hmm. which they don't normally have, right? They've been, you know, they have the bleep them picks thing that they've had forever. Tampa's another interesting one. Mm-hmm. Mike Evans, they don't work out a contract with him. They have Baker Mayfield, who's a stopgap quarterback. Okay, there's another sneaky 
tank or care more about winning in the future than now. I'm going to give you two more that maybe people haven't thought about. So this is a team that either could win the division, wouldn't surprise me at all, or decide, you know what, we're not going anywhere. We have young talent moving forward. Let's kind of rebuild, and I think they've already done it a little bit, on the fly, the Minnesota Vikings. Ooh. Mm. I'm not saying they're tanking. What I'm saying is if they get out to a slow start, Kirk Cousins is in the final year of his deal. He's got void years after that. You know that he's going to get a big guaranteed contract somewhere. He will be a starting quarterback next year barring injury. They lock up Jefferson. They lock up Hawkinson. They have, like, guys that are on their team, or they will lock up all these guys. A young coach, second year, they had more close wins than anybody in football last year. That usually balances itself out on the opposite end. I think they've made some moves this offseason would indicate them – as maybe a sneaky kind of rebuild on the fly team. So what do you think about that before I get to my next one? Yeah, I'm with you on that one a thousand percent. I think the Los Angeles Rams, because they went with the strategy of FM picks, they don't have a lot of young okay, talent. You went with F, I went with bleep. What's the right way of doing it? Let's here? say F. It's you want- F. I mean the the GM wore a t shirt at the parade Correct. that said F them Oh, picks. I just want to know Less the proper unsportsmanlike language. In. I guess if we're called unsportsmanlike we can go F we, we more shouldn't than bleep. Use bleep, right? No, because bleep would be anything. We what, know what What's the bleep, Evan? What are you talking about? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Do you have to bleep so anyway, his bleeps? No. No, no, no. no. But you don't not. have to bleep the Fs. No. Okay, just no, making no, sure. No. Just a letter, but, but we no, know what it's I'm for. with you on that one. Because you don't have young, controllable talent that could actually go out there and, and make a difference in terms of wins and losses, then you're in a position where you have to find a way to get those players, and you don't have a lot of cap space to do it. The only way is the draft and getting high draft picks. Yeah. Remember, this was a franchise that went from 2016 to 2024, I mean to 2023, without making a first-round pick. Yeah. Right, the Rams. I'm saying yeah, the, and the Rams. The, so we're in on that. What we're about the Vikings? The I don't know. They're less tank uh, and more rebuild on the fly. I don't know about that. They okay. can win the division. I, 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 think I they said they could win the yeah, division. I, I, think, I think they could win the division. Okay. Yeah. The uh, Another one. New ownership. Holdover head coach, quarterback that we're not sure about. How about Washington? I am so with you on that. You know I'm not with you on that. Well, you're ridiculous. You, you know I'm not with you on that. Canty's bold I, I, prediction. I, I, just, I, I, I think the Washington Commanders are going to be sneaky good this year. I mean, they've got a young quarterback in Sam Howell that they believe in, a guy that showed that he's not out over his skis in the preseason. Granted, it's preseason, but he was able to operate the offense. But I have more confidence about what's around Sam Howell, the skill position players, Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, Logan Thomas, Brian Robinson Jr., and Antonio Gibson in the backfield. And then they have a top-five defense. Matter of fact, I think they ranked third in total defense from a year ago, and this was a team that went in and punched Philadelphia in the nose in the link, hung the first loss on the Eagles last season. They have that type of ability. They have that type of upside, and so now it's just a matter of getting the offense to match the productivity of the defense. Well, they got the guy to do it. It'd be enemy. Exactly, and so I think that's why I have a little bit of confidence that Washington could be one of those sneaky good See, teams. See, I think this it could year. go the other way. I think you could sit there and say the new ownership looks at it and says, "Well, we want to hire our own head coach. We want to go make. We want to hire Dion. We want to make a splash or something like that, right?" Bienemy is sitting there as kind of a coach in waiting, like, "Oh, mm-hmm. like all right, Bienemy's our guy. We brought him in. Howell may or may not be good." And that division, I, I don't know. I'm more of a believer in Dallas than maybe you guys are. The Giants obviously were competitive last year, and we know how good the Eagles are. So it's not hard to assume that they finish in last place, Smalls. Can I throw a sneaky team up on the platter here? Well, Go yeah. ahead. Now, this one may be a bit controversial. What about the Indianapolis Colts? I know we're all high on Anthony Richardson right now. But imagine you get a year out of him. You know what you really have in him because he's going to start week one. If you feel good about him and you're tanking, I know that those things don't really work in lockstep, but hear me out. 
you're going to get a huge, huge haul for that number one overall pick if you feel good about Anthony Richardson. So you're going to go with the Chicago Bears game plan? Basically, get yes. Get the number one overall pick and actually have your franchise quarterback already in the building? Basically, yes. Trade and flip it out. him and get everything you need for but, your young quarterback? And no, if you I, don't feel I like great that. about him, then you could take Caleb Williams. I like that. I just don't know if I can qualify the Indianapolis Colts as a, a sneaky tank yeah, team. Yeah, because I, I don't anyway. expect them to be very good anyway. Right. I mean, Jacksonville Jaguars and everybody else in the in the AFC South. As a matter of fact, a sneaky tank team, the Tennessee Titans. Okay, I thought oh, about that. The Tennessee Titans. Are we really buying into the Tennessee Titans this year? I love Mike Rabel as a coach. That's right. And why. this is in no way, shape, or form trying to disparage him. But you are talking about a team that had his first losing record since he's been the head guy down there. And I don't think that they have the people, specifically the quarterback, yeah, to pull don't. out of that nosedive. They, I just okay. don't see it. There's a difference. And by the way, for those watching on ESPN2 and ESPNU, we have the odds for the worst teams in the league. What you just said, Canty, is different. The teams that could tank versus the teams that should tank. Tennessee is a team, and Vrabel will never do this, that should tank. Ryan Tannehill ain't it. Will Levis, Malik Willis are their backup quarterbacks. We don't know. But think about Mike Vrabel coaching Caleb Williams. You could imagine that being great. That's a team that is going to be scrappy. They'll probably finish 9-8 and eight or 10-7 and because Vrabel's that good. And that takes them absolutely nowhere. That puts them in – they become the old Phillip Rivers San Diego Chargers where you're just kind of sitting in the middle. They're in, they're in quarterback hell. Yeah. They should tank. They absolutely should. Another team that could be on that list, the Las Vegas Raiders. What are the Raiders doing this year? Oh, I disagree with you on that one. What are the Raiders doing this year? Listen, when you get that handsome of a quarterback. He loves Jimmy G. You have to he? think about things differently. And now Tom Brady's in there? I mean, owning the team? Oh, my God. I may just stare at that, that team all day. <laughs> what are you looking at me like that for? No, Why? Saying, because Jimmy, Eli wasn't good looking no, I'm, la- I'm laughing because Jimmy Garoppolo can't seem to get away from Tom Brady. I don't blame him. <laughs> Where do I sign? Can He's I always looking over his shoulder for to Tom Vegas. Brady. He's always there. Where do you sign up for that job? Is that a job you can have? I'll, I'll always be around Tom Brady. All right, coming up, we'll pose some questions at Chris. Can he or can't he next on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio? Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. We're just weeks into this year, and the news is already nonstop. Two overseas wars, a presidential election already testing the democratic process, a former president in court. It can feel impossible to keep up with, but we can help. I'm Brad Milkey, the host of Start Here, the daily podcast from ABC News. Every morning, my team and I get you caught up on the day's news in a quick, straightforward way that's easy to understand. So kickstart your morning. Start smart with Start Here and ABC News, because staying informed shouldn't feel like a chore. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. The question is simple. Can he or can't he? You talk, then I'll talk. <laughs> it is Unsportsmanlike here at ESPN Radio. Alone, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen. Day one for us. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Tweet us the pictures at Unsportsmanlike. 
at Epco Radio, Chris Canty 99 at M Smallman. The pictures of you listening to our show. Maybe you're watching it on ESPNU or ESPN2, listening on SiriusXM Channel 80 on the ESPN app, or many of the great affiliates all across the country. Please, uh, sh- let's go. Tweet us those pictures. All right, canny or canny? So, Nuno's going to give us questions, or Chris questions. And you Come on, Nuno. Them. First feature, canny or canny. Don't Can, screw it up. By the way, I am well. fascinated in getting to know the entire crew. I'm fascinated by the Nuno Pat relationship. Uh huh. I love their relationship. Can we do something where Pat heckles Nuno as he's actually giving us the questions? You want me to start right now? I wrote all these questions. He didn't oh. write any. <laughs> okay, so maybe just playing weird. Javante could play like weird sound effects in Nuno's ear to try to throw him off and that we all can hear them during this. What do you think, Nuno? I don't need that type of distraction because I'll <laughs> well, probably screw up myself. Let's double the distraction. I'll let's go. Myself. All right, Canty. What's up? Can Justin Fields make the Bears a threat in the NFC North? Oh, he can, Nuno. And there's a reason why this is the most closely contested division, according to the odds makers out there in Las Vegas. Justin Fields last year was fifth in explosive plays in the NFL. That's rushes over 10 yards and it's completions over 20 yards. And he's in damn good company when you start to look at the names that are in front of him. So it seems like this is a quarterback that's ascending. He's got the talent. He rushed for over 1,100 yards last year, but he also showed he has the arm talent to make big plays in the passing game. And adding DJ Moore to go along with Cole Komet and Darnell Mooney and company and then drafting Darnell Wright to be his left tackle and, and try to keep him upright, I think it's something going to bode well for him going into this upcoming season. Again, continuity with the offensive system that he's going to be running. Uh, their OC and their head coach, I think Justin Fields is going to ascend. And as he goes, the Chicago Bears will go as well. I love the idea of an actual equal rivalry between the Bears and the Packers. Because oh, rivalry has right. to be equal, right? Fair point. I mean, it's, it hasn't been forever. Yeah. So I think the idea that both the Bears and Packers can both be good this year, and neither one of them is going to be dominant over the other one, and Fields and Love are going to be exciting. And I think that that part of this kind of flattens it out in a good way, instead of Rodgers owning the Bears, like he said, forever. And how fun that Fields and Love are coming up at the same time. And that if they're both who their franchises respectively hope that they'll be, that's only going to make this rivalry even more. But I'm with you, Canty. You said it all. We know what Justin Fields can do with his legs if he takes that next step with his arm. He's absolutely going to put the Bears in contention in the NFC North. All right, Nuno. All right. Throw them off, guys. <laughs> Don't mess up, Nuno. Yeah, All right, this, is, this is really important, Nuno. It's the it, first it, show. It, it is. <laughs> we can't screw this up. All right, Canty. Can Sean Payton save Russell Wilson's legacy? Hell no, he can't. (laughs) He can't. And and here's the thing. Russell Wilson had career lows in QBRs, touchdown to interception ratio, completions, all of those different things. It's a decline in his overall athleticism, and this is a guy that's relied on having off-schedule plays, second reaction plays, in order to have his production. That's not what Sean Payton wants on the offensive side of the ball. Sean wants his quarterbacks to be disciplined, hit their bat foot, get the ball out on time, play within the structure of the scheme. That has not been Russell Wilson, so this forced marriage, sad to say, I don't think it's going to work out for us. Okay, here's where we're going to roll up the sleeves a little bit. And we're going to get dirty on this Whoa. because this okay. is a man that went, like me, went to the University of Wisconsin. Okay? So I'm going to support him. And you're saying... You're going to defend him like a badger. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> on Wisconsin. Shout out to ESPN Milwaukee, ESPN Madison. Listening right now. <laughs> we have so many great affiliates all over the country. We're going to shout them out because we appreciate you. But Canty doesn't appreciate a badger. And let me tell you something. This guy, Russell Wilson, 
you're giving me that look, mm. and now I'm afraid of you because you're big and you're strong. But now <laughs> I'm smiling I'm at you. What I'm are you drooling. talking about? He's scary. I'm smiling at He's you because I want to hear you make the case for Russ. Top three in the MVP voting this year, Russell Wilson. Okay. Whoa. He is Why? Going, yeah, why? Because <laughs> you're on. looking at the body of work, and he's had one bad year in his entire career. One. Go look it up. He has had one bad year. It was last year. He has a great coach in Sean Payton. And I believe that Russell Wilson is going to rebound this year. I believe that Russell Wilson is going to regain his old form on Wisconsin. Top three MVP this season for Russell Wilson. Don't give me that smirk, both both of you. So who do you think it's going to be? We're talking Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, and Russell Wilson. Well, which, which one does not belong? Yeah, that's no. an SAT question that's pretty Correct. easy to answer. Okay, hold on a second. So first of all, I love those three guys, and we're looking forward to having Patrick Mahomes on. Whenever wait, Pat. Patrick, we're looking forward to having you on. We want you on. This is the biggest accomplishment. So if anybody in Kansas City is listening, make sure we get Patrick Mahomes on this show because we've been told Pat. we've been told – he won't come on. Not because he said that, but because Amanda, the big boss. Said the suits. That. But anyway. The suits. So I'm looking MVP. I'm going to pick right now Trevor Lawrence to win the MVP. I'm going to pick. You know what? Screw it. How did he just hijack Candy or Canty? Weren't we in the middle of that, Nuno? <laughs> we were, what are yeah. we doing? Oh. Sorry. Well, he can. He can bounce back. So I have to do it in that terminology. He can. So Trevor Lawrence won. Russell Wilson two. Okay. Back to Nuno. Who's Sorry. Three? Who's your three? Just I don't know. I just gave a top three and okay. didn't have a third. Okay. <laughs> it's like Candy had uh, Kyler t- in the top twenty t- at twenty five. <laughs> Math not good for this show. <laughs> All right, Canty. Can Dak Prescott save Mike McCarthy's job? He can't, because I don't think the Dallas Cowboys are going to go on a deep playoff run, and their success is not going to be measured by the regular season, so I don't care that they had back-to-back 12-win seasons. The Dallas Cowboys have been a long time since they've gone to the playoffs three years in a row. You've got to go back to 94, 95, 96, and I don't think this team is what that team was. Beyond that, just from a game management standpoint, from the turnovers from the quarterback, and overall discipline, I don't trust the head coach-quarterback tandem in order to get this team to having high-level success. And that's why i got to be all the way out on the Dallas Cowboys. One of the things that people fail to point out is that the turnover luck that they've had on the defensive side of the ball has masked a lot of ills. I don't think they're going to have such luck this upcoming season. And I think McCarthy and Dak Prescott ultimately end up getting exposed. So I'm going to say, hell no, Dak can't save McCarthy's job. Don't you think that Mike McCarthy is only saving graces if they win the Super Bowl? Maybe if they go to the Super Bowl, but it's basically Super Bowl or bust. Yeah, I would say conference championship game. If they get to the conference championship game, I could see Jerry justifying staying the course with Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott. Again, it's the same argument with Russell Wilson. Does anyone want to acknowledge how good of a career Mike McCarthy has had as a head coach? Oh, this is not disparage Mike McCarthy. Kind this, is. You guys said he's going to be fired well, after because, the year. No, this is, we know the Dallas Cowboys are antsy, that the clock is running out. Over the next two years, they have, what, like 14 different contracts that come up, including CeeDee Lamb and Dak Prescott? They have some big decisions to make. I get it, but the last two years, this man was 12-5. and five. His record, and they've had disappointing playoff losses to the same team. I understand, but we think look about at how him. those games ended. You had the the, the gaff at the end of the game, a wild card round in Jerry's world, and then last year you couldn't come up with a better sequence, better plays. The last couple of drives, that was an absolute embarrassment. You got Zeke Elliott trying to block defensive linemen on the last play. What the hell are we doing? That was absolutely awful. Either you're coaching it or allowing it to happen. The fact that it failed so miserably when it mattered most is an indictment on the head coach. Next, Nuno. 
All right, real quick. Can, can Aaron Rodgers deliver the Jets a Super Bowl? He can. He can. I believe in it. And Mike Greenberg's going to love the fact that I said this. The Jets have a championship caliber defense, and they will be led by that. That's the identity of this team. Forget about all of the glitz and glamour around Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson. It's about their defense. Last year, their defense kept them in a whole lot of games. They were 7-10. and 10. Had the Jets' offense just scored league average, which is 21 points a game, the Jets would have been eleven and six in the postseason. Aaron Rodgers can help them do that on the offensive side of the ball. He's going to give you competent quarterback play, so he can get them to the Super Bowl. All right, coming up, one person on this show actually believes it is the final season for the greatest head coach in NFL history. We will get to that ridiculous point next on Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.